0: Another episode of the FL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Joining me is my co-host, Demo. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh, you know, week is still progressing along. We've still got one more game to come, so hopefully a few more points. Uh, I've got a couple of players that uh, that double, so hopefully a few more. A masterclass from Pope and Big Horse and I'll be very happy.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll just be death everyone in uh, that final match <laughs> to play. So I, I have no one left. But um, yeah, no, definitely I'll, I'll tune in and watch the game just because I am a football tragic. But yeah, I'll be death-riding yeah. uh, both uh, teams hard. I hope it's just a nil or draw possibly. Um, then again, that helps Pope out as well. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe just some random person that no one owns scores a goal.
1: <laughs> as long as it's not gordon i'm happy because i think i'm playing a, a team that has gordon in um uh, in draft in, in their uh, in their team so
0: <laughs> yeah no, i think uh, a lot of people got in gordon and now actually quite disappointed that he didn't start so hopefully for the gordon owners that he does start and hopefully just no one scores any points that um has any relevance anyway well, we might get into how our weeks have gone so far. So I'm all done. I don't have any more plays left. So I'm sitting on 46 points, but um, obviously I took a minus eight, so I'm sitting on 38 points. So this week I captain Salah, um, six points. So just got the clean sheet pretty much. bit of an underwhelming performance by Salah. Um, I was lucky that I had a Doherty and Kulicheski and Madison. So those sort of did the heavy lifting for my side to help me get at least a an okay score I wouldn't say it's a great score um uh, my rank's taken a little bit of a hit so i went from 34k to 42k so the the slide continues demo so there's a fair <laughs> chance i could be sliding all the way to you but um hopefully that won't be the case and i'll start getting some green arrows but um yeah not not holding my fingers crossed but we'll see how we go how are you going this week demo
1: so yeah so i captain kane so unfortunately picked the wrong uh, spurs player <laughs> but got the, got the assist and I got uh, eight points. So, you know, all, it's essentially four points and then doubled as eight. Uh, I am currently on uh, 50 uh, with a minus four, so 46. I've got Pope and Veghorst Horse to come. So hoping for a complete masterclass uh, from Burnley uh, to smash Everton, you know, hoping for a five or six nil, uh, you know, Veg Horse, uh, Hattrick, maybe even a Pope assist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not them. asking I, for I, much, I, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not asking for much at all. Um, look, my stars were the, the Spurs boys, so Son, Dor- Doherty, um, everyone else wasn't great. Uh, just like I had uh, had Rafinha who scored five and uh, basically that's it in terms of points on field. Um I've taken a small rank rise though. I'm up to two eighty one k. So again, you know, closing in. I actually have written down here that uh, you're currently sitting on uh, twenty forty seven points. So two thousand forty seven points. I'm on nineteen thirty. So, uh, so for me, that's, sort of that's slowly that's chipping it. away, mate. I am slowly chipping away. So it's a it's a hundred seventeen point gap. Now I'm hoping if um big horse and And uh, Pope come to the party. uh, That could be, that actually could be less than a hundred point gap come uh, into the round. So. Uh, uh, I think I can see uh, four <laughs> points coming your way, Friday, mate. Probably so
0: one hundred and thirteen <laughs> point gap, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in uh, all seriousness, mate, you are—you've um, been sort of slowly chipping away, getting. To yeah, and right uh,
1: well, later, that so. was, as I said, that was sort of the, as I said, quite a number of weeks ago, that was the sort of the plan for me um, to wild card, you uh, know, have that two sort of good weeks, which weren't great, but they were still okay. Uh, and then free hit uh, into the blank. So knowing that uh, you didn't have any chips anyway. So now <laughs> it's <laughs> now for me, like uh, basically, and I'll obviously talk about this later, but the plan is to slowly build towards uh, the double game week 36, have yeah. pretty much every player and, um, uh, obviously I'll have maybe a few players that won't double because obviously, you know, you want to keep some better players uh, in your team. But, uh, yeah, I want to have most of my players that double in that sort of game week 36 and bench boost that week. So uh, looking, looking at that and then either triple captaining in 37 or 38, whoever the best option is. So uh, I like the plan, mate. It's
0: um well thought out because I know you've been speaking about it for probably the last three months. That, that yeah. <laughs> that's that was your plan. So yeah. um, but yeah, it's just funny. I was just looking at um, sort of my cash league that I'm in. I had a massive lead um over you know our usual podcast guest brady and um just been <laughs> watching my lead this <laughs> this get smaller and smaller so yeah. at one stage i think i was maybe 150 140 points ahead and now it's sitting at about i think 10 mm-hmm. so um yeah i just need to try hang on to the end so i can get some cash but um Yeah, i will be filthy if I let it slip now. But I think just a couple of things that went against me a couple of times. I think this week uh, I had three zeros, but one of them got replaced by Madison.
1: Yeah, and I'm just looking at our, just to sort of touch on our draft league at the moment, looks like uh, at the moment uh, both myself and the Kong uh, FBL planner will win this week. So it's all looking like it'll come down to... Not this week, but uh, the following week, where we play each other to decide who actually uh, will take out our first annual uh, uh, Aussie FPL elite uh, draft. So, well, I'll be pretty, pretty disappointed beat...
0: There's no shit talk. On <laughs> it. We are, if you belittle in each oh, other, that, and throw everyone.
1: look that week. That week there, I think uh, I think it's in two weeks' time. We're going to have to get the planner on because one he uh, he's doing well in. Uh, you know, normal FPL anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good week to get him on just to ha- drum up a bit of that rivalry because, uh, yeah, at least I can get some success in, <laughs> in FPL this season.
0: No, definitely. I'm happy to have him on and stake a few fires and um, see what <laughs> I can come up with. Um, before we get on to the next part, I just might apologise for my voice. I've calmed down if, I don't know, whether it's cold, flu or coronavirus. I'm not sure at the moment. But, <laughs> Um, I'm actually quite sick at the moment, so my voice is coming across to me as a bit um, croaky and sick. But um, yeah, hopefully it's not too punishing for everyone that's going to listen to the episode. Um, we might get on to our FPL images of Oz League. So in first place at the moment, we've got the Kong on at 21.82. Second place, we've got Origi Minimani Mo on at 21.79. And then third place, we've got Tom Davies on 21.62. So hasn't been much movement at the moment, but I'm not sure how many plays they have in that last game. So it'll be interesting to see what it ends up at the end of the week. But, you know, those three are pretty consistent. They've been there for good
1: part of the last three months. So I'm you know. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Tien doesn't have any players left. So he'll be def riding the um the Burnley game as well, I I believe. So yeah.
0: No <laughs> it'd, be it'd be interesting then. Um and then obviously I'm sitting in tenth place uh two thousand and forty seven points and you're still sitting in at thirty first nineteen thirty, but you are slowly chipping away at the people mm. in front of you so Be interesting to see um, how close we finish at the end of the season and whether I can move up or whether I'll just continue to fall (laughs) (laughs) in. But you know, not not keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, we might get into, um, actually, before I go, I might just say our league code is RBRN99. If you're not in our league, feel free to join. It's a bit of fun. Uh, no prizes. You'll just get a pat on the back and congratulations from me on Twitter. That's about uh, as far as it'll go <laughs> at the moment anyway. Maybe we can get a free T-shirt or something sent out to you. Um, might get into the games. I'll start with uh, Man United, uh, one or draw with Leicester. Um, as a Mid United fan, it was actually quite a disappointing game to watch. Um, I don't know if I've spoken before, but I really hate when we play uh, a centre midfielder as a false nine. It just – the way we play good, is it just doesn't work for us. And, you know, we got punished again in a game that we probably needed points if we wanted to push for a top four position. So um, from the game, from a United perspective, I didn't really – like too much that I saw, I sort of thought we missed Ronaldo up front because he does give an outlet to our our wider players to play the ball in and make runs for him to find them or, you know, him making those runs and um, our midfielders finding him. So just didn't really like too much. Sancho had a couple of chances in the second half, but, you know, there wasn't anything a note, but I might just touch on Madison. I thought he could have easily had two or three assists in this game and obviously scored the goal that got ruled back from the foul, which you know, it was it was a soft foul, but if that was probably caught up there, then that was probably a penalty. So, you know, being a United supporter, I was happy, but obviously had invested interest in Madison in my side. So I was kind of just in two places there going, you know, it's a disallowed goal for Madison, but as a United supporter, it was good because he would have lost the game. So um, I thought uh, his service was actually outstanding. And it probably could have been a couple of goals. If won, I think Ike Nacho um, probably could have had a goal or two um, in that second half. I sort of thought uh, Madison with his one assist had four key passes, one big chance created, 64 touches, um, was on corners as well, and uh, put in 11 crosses, and four of those are actually accurate crosses. One of them led to a goal. So I thought that he had a really good game. Um, definitely I feel like this has almost swung the – the momentum in uh, Madison's way with the Madison or Barnes dilemma and I think that people that don't have Madison in um, and are looking at an asset I'd definitely be getting him in because I think he's going to go quite well and I could actually see him getting a couple of double-digit hauls uh, to finish the season so I think that at the moment I think he's sitting at about nine percent owned so I think he's a good one to look at getting in and just touch on Ronaldo I'd I wasn't sure whether he was going to play or not, but I didn't see any cemented news. I just saw that Cavani was out injured and Ronaldo should play. And then it wasn't until a lockout finished that um, someone sent me a message and said, oh, no, Ronaldo. And then I just, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I went, oh, God, I bet she's he's not playing. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm i not big on looking where to look for solid news on Twitter, but, um, yeah, no, it was pretty disappointing for me. Um, what do you think, Demo?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, before I sort of get into it, I'd be curious to know from yourself if you think Man United's top four hopes now dead. Um, I know, like, with, with us, I don't think we're making the top four. I think, uh, and I know we're going to sort of touch on that later, but uh, obviously at the moment we're sitting higher than you on the table. Um, obviously you've got the game in hand over us, but with both of us being on 51 points, your fixture is probably a touch harder than than ours. And we're getting a lot of players back at the moment. You know, obviously Crestwell back in form and Bowen um, back in the team. I, I'm i worried about you guys missing out altogether. And that won't... No, but in, in, in all honesty, like, as much as I, as I said, I'm, as much as I read you guys up, you're in trouble if you don't make any sort of Euro, European... Um, leagues you're actually in massive trouble if you don't um,
0: I I think that um realistically we can make it mm. but um, just I'm just not sure um, in terms of our tactics because mm. if
1: because,
0: we yeah do what we did this game I just I don't know like I feel like our run home is a touch better than yours because you mm. do play. Uh, Let me get it up here. You do play Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester City in your last uh, few games, whereas, you know, our catch-up game that would put us above you is against Norwich. Mm. So, you know, I'm not saying that we definitely will beat Norwich, but.
1: Yeah. I don't necessarily think that we're going to be better off than you guys because I think for us, six, uh, like a top six finish, like finishing six would be phenomenal for us because that will still put us in Europe um yeah. you know I mean realistically probably finish b- b- below you guys in seventh, but um at the moment i even though the Arsenal result um, just passed wasn't great for them uh, Arsenal still have a lot of games in hand. I think they they run out um, the end of the season. Tottenham have just looked a class above i don't see yeah. how you break you break back into that top five. Like or anyone in that in in that case, like uh, obviously it's between yourselves and us. and Technically, Wolves as well, but they have played a few more games, so it's just going to be interesting.
0: My tip is probably Spurs. I mm. just think that yeah, they're so playing better football than Arsenal, and they have. Um, like Arsenal have good players, but I think the mm-hmm. way that Conte's got uh, Spurs, he's got them.
1: He's got them running perfectly. But just to sort of jump, I up, could actually
0: see Arsenal. Falling below myself and West Ham.
1: Yeah, see, it's a, it's 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 an interesting call because I, I think they hold on to that fifth spot, but um, yeah, it, just because they got those games in hand. But it's a bit interesting they do, to see because Arsenal do play
0: us, then they play use, and then hmm. they play Spurs. So. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna come down to the wire, and it's gonna just
1: depend on what happens in those three games. Yeah. So if they drop it's, points in any of those games, it's gonna be yeah. yeah. As I said, it's gonna be an interesting. But back onto sort of uh, the Man United Leicester game, I am almost all in on jumping on Leicester assets now. They they double in thirty three and thirty six. They have great fixtures. Um, for me, uh, definitely looking at players uh, like even goalkeeper wise, looking at Schmeichel. Um, I'm going to try and get Schmeichel in so when for the view to bench boost. So having Schmeichel and uh, who's the other key that I've got? Hang on a minute. Uh, I forgot my team. <laughs> Who do I have in? Uh, it wasn't Ramsdale. I got rid of Ramsdale. It is, and if you bear with me, uh, Pope. So uh, like that. Uh, Actually, I probably don't even know if I'm going to keep hope. But um, definitely looking at um, Ramsdale, uh, sorry, Ramsdale, sorry, uh, Schmeichel is an option at 4.8. Uh, Madison, I agree with you. I think he's almost a must-have. Uh, I think it's an easy switch from Rafinha to him next week, um, it, just in time for uh, the first of uh, Leicester's doubles. Uh, yeah. If I think uh, having two Leicester Players are probably enough. If you want a third, um, you know, inacho has been pretty good. Um, Vardy, if he comes back, he might be a good option to have, but obviously he'll be coming back from injury. And, you know, we, we never know, know how players are going to play after they come back from injury. Like, you know, um Obviously, you know when you've got freak players like you know Bowen who <laughs> come <Yeah. laughs> an injury and um, you know score double digits, but um, but yeah, like uh, at what is I think Vardy's what thirty one, thirty two. I don't know if yeah. it's going to get any easier for him. But uh, as I said, I love I love Madison and I, and I do rate Michael um, as a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. In terms of Barnes, Telemans, all those sort of other ones. I like them as well, but they, they, it's very similar to the Arsenal problem per se, where uh, at the moment, Saka is just the com- complete standout. And then, you know, Mart, who do you pick? Martinelli, ESR, they sort of steal points from each other. So for me, yeah. um, at the moment, the standout is Madison, um, and I think you need to have him at 6.8. He's, he's a steal. And it, it's very easy to go from Madison from uh, Rafinha to Madison. Um, at this point of the season, I hate to say this, but I'm just not interested in Man United assets. Like they're, they're more trouble than what they're worth. Like obviously, you know Ronaldo's class, we know that. You know, like no one's going to deny that. But you know, how many games will he start? Is he is he randomly going to be benched? Like uh, I don't know. It's a it's a tough time Man United. Um, so I'd, I'd much rather you know a few of the Manchester players and you know the 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 blue side, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we will talk about later. But because um, I think, you know, obviously they're going to, du- uh, they, uh, well, hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure they'll double in 36. Uh, so, yeah, at the moment I've, they've
0: got a double in 33 with Norwich yeah, and Liverpool. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it, it's just, you know, we're at the tail end of the season. And it, you, we really need to be building our teams towards those sort of, obviously, game, uh, double game week 33 and double game week 36, more so to game double game week 36. You know, if you've still got chips, if you've still got your free hits, you know, I'd be using – and, again, I know this, it's a question that comes up um, near the end of the pod, but I'd be using them uh, in – if you've got both, well, you use one in double game week 33 and one in double game week 36, I think that's – um, uh, you know, pretty easy, but like, uh, like my strategy is building towards um, bench boosting in in double game week thirty six. You know, if you've still got your wild card, if you, you you hit the wild card in thirty five, you load up for for double for double game week thirty six, and then you bench boost. You know, so um, yeah, it's 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 just coming to the tail end of the season, and it's uh, it's going to be make or break for some teams.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. will I think I. Similar, I guess, what you said at the end there, it's sort of like I like the the wider part of West Ham slash London uh, in Spurs. So <laughs> I, I think we're in the, in the same boat there. But um, I actually didn't realise that uh, Leicester had the three doubles and they're actually three decent doubles. So I think they, my opinion three? is... three? Yep. So they've got uh, the oh. first one is in 33 with Newcastle Everton and then... In at thirty six, it's Everton and Norwich, and then in thirty seven,
1: it's Watford and Uh, Chelsea. Yeah, so definitely, you definitely want to be grabbing some because I didn't actually realise they doubled again. Um, Yeah, that's the that's even that's even better. Like I, in that case, I'd almost say Madison absolute certainty because I can see a world where I bench boost in thirty six and then use the triple captaincy on. Uh, Madison in 37. so Yeah,
0: and, and I, I've got Sarah at the moment. I'll keep him this week for the Newcastle fixture. Then they blank in 33, so I'll move straight to uh, Schmeichel and then probably keep him to the end of the season.
1: Mm.
0: So I like that shout. Well, yeah. we might get on to the next game, which was Chelsea and Brentford. Brentford winning 4-1. Uh, what did you think of the game, Damo? Uh,
1: it was unreal. It just isn't. Uh, it's you know side note. This is why I love the EPL. Like you, the, the your, your menial teams and you know Brentford, they're not a huge team by any stretch of the means. Uh, I believe Brentford are worth half the amount that Chelsea paid for Lukaku. So <laughs> it's insane. Um, the first time or the second time. Yeah, I think the second time. (laughs) I think think their team value is about fifty-four million. Uh, It's unreal, you know. And this is why we watch the game. This is why we love the game. Like, uh, and you you back the underdog, you know, every single time. Uh, Yeah, so it's just it's just amazing. Uh, In terms of the game itself, um, I'll touch on sort of Chelsea for me. Uh, Rüdiger was uh, actually, funnily enough, Rüdiger was the only defender that scored points this game week, uh, in that Chelsea side. Every other defender scored zero. Well, not every
0: defender scored an absolute worldie from about 30 (laughs) yards. Yeah, true. true.
1: (laughs) And like, and he does that. Like he's such a good, he's such a good, like attacking defender and, you know, being a center back too. Um, yeah, so it's an unusual stat, but it's probably the case when you concede forward to Brentford. Uh, I will start sort of seriously considering Chelsea assets for game week 35 before they're double. Uh, yeah. You know, like looking at Rudiger, looking at James, Mount, Havertz, um, they're all on the watch list for me. Uh, definitely, you know, if you want to play on the safer side, you go Rudiger. Yeah. Um, but like, I wouldn't necessarily be getting in any Chelsea assets until that sort of game week thirty-five mark, and that's where we'll, you know we'll be able to tell what uh, what James will come out in you know, in the next couple of game weeks if he's going to be nailed into that side, if he can recapture that form because the upside of James is huge, um, especially yeah. in this late side late you know um, time of the season. So uh, for me. Uh, you know, safe wise, I'm probably going to get Rudiger in in that time. But I'd love, to, you know, if 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 James even looks like, you know, the the form that he had at the start of the season, I'll be jumping on him. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that that's it for me for for Brentford at this stage. Probably not not. Well, I won't say not relevant, but um, at this sort of late uh season. I don't think I'm going to be jumping on any Brentford assets. Uh, I don't know if you're going to talk much about them, but, yeah, I can't see myself grabbing anyone from Brentford at this stage.
0: Yeah, well, I might uh, start with Brentford just because Mm. they were probably the more impressive. I didn't really have a lot to say about Chelsea. I thought they were quite poor, to be honest, outside, Mm. obviously, Rudiger. But start with Ericsson, I've mentioned on the pod probably for the last five weeks that... He's just such a difference maker in that team and that attack, and you know he's he might not be getting the three assists, but he's getting the pass to the assist, and he's getting the ball rolling from them and attack. And I thought he it was good to, uh, this week because he got rewarded with a goal for all his efforts so that have had the three key passes. So it was it was good to see him get on the score sheet. Um, him and Tony actually looked quite good. Uh, Tony was you know his better self again with Ericsson feeding him the ball, so he had the six shots. Uh, got the assist, uh, one big chance created, and one key pass. So I sort of thought he had a better game this week. It was a bit disappointing. I wish it was um, the previous week when I had the captaincy on him that he he turned up. But um, I thought in Burmo, even he's come out of his um, shell a bit in the last few games with Ericsson as well. So, you know, he ended up with two assists, uh, had the four key passes, uh, one big chance created. So I just thought that the the main denominator for all these players was Ericsson. He just he just makes them look so much better in attack. And I'm looking at at the moment I do have Tony, but I'm looking at a bit of a double up possibly uh, for game week 36 because they do have Southampton, Everton and Leeds to finish the season. So I actually think that a sort of a double up in either a Tony an Ericsson or maybe an Ericsson and Burma or, you know, whatever tickles your fancy. But I do think one to two assets for that that last three fixtures are going to be a must. I think that's going to be a nice little differential, especially if not everyone is doing it. So I thought that they actually played really good today. I sort of thought Chelsea were a little bit underwhelming. They just didn't seem to click and attack. Um, one person probably did stand it outside. Obviously, Rudiger's goal was Havertz. I sort of thought he was unlucky not to get a goal. Had two pretty decent chances, but just couldn't finish. So he had the four shots, two big chances missed, and two key passes. So the pick of, I guess, the midfielders to me was Havertz, but I still don't think that Chelsea attack looked great. And I thought Mount was a little bit underwhelming. And, yeah, I just thought that all over, they were pretty much underwhelming outside of, obviously, a massive shot from... Rüdiger but going forward on the same issue you, you know looking at them for when they do double mm. um looking at their midfield assets I think Rüdiger at the moment is probably the best defensive option I do like Thiago Silva who you know he features in the the BPS quite a lot um especially when they get the clean sheets but yeah I think that um it's probably Rüdiger and then if James starts to start consistently you probably move across to him but at the moment, probably Rudiger for me and maybe looking at Havert slash Mount, but yeah, not too appealing for me at the moment, but that's about it for me. I might move on to the next game, which was Spurs winning 5-1 to Newcastle. So I only watched bits and pieces of this game. I sort of, I think I woke up to go to the toilet and it was like one all at half time and I thought, well, I'll just watch the replay in the morning. And then uh, when I woke up, I saw the score, I was 5-1. So you know, there was a lot of things to talk about this game. I sort of thought the second half, Spurs, just everything started to click. Um, just might note Kane played deeper again uh, with Son playing a bit more advanced. So it was almost like Son was overlapping him and then going up front instead sort of like a false nine. So um, this week it was uh, Son that was getting all of the, the goals and the points. So he had the five shots, three key passes, two chances created, and one assist. I thought he had a really good day out. Um, probably the last month he's looked a little bit, I guess, uh, gun-shy, just hasn't been his best self. But the last two weeks has been really good. And and this game just showed what we saw early on the season where he does overlap Kane and become sort of that focal point. So uh, Doherty out wide, he looked really good getting forward down the wing. Um, he got the goal, uh, which was, I don't know, it wasn't a bit of luck, but it was just the right place at the right time. Um, I thought Son probably could have had an even bigger day out, um, which was good for me because i I got him out this week. So it was um it was good to see him not go too crazy, but still got a decent score. Um might touch on Kane. Uh he had the you know the the one assist, I think yeah, one assist. Um had uh you know a few key passes, still had his decent amount of shots. Um, still had a decent game. Probably wasn't, you know, his usual cane performance that we've seen in the last month, but I still think, he, you know, he's a decent option. Uh, Kulicheski, I thought he had a decent game. Got the assist, but obviously didn't get too many more attacking uh, returns. But I still think that he looked good. So, you know, I still think the triple Spurs is alive and well, but um, I can see a lot of people maybe trying to, gain some rank and maybe hopping off uh, one or two Spurs assets to sort of look elsewhere. But I think you'd at least need one minimum at the moment. Um, But yeah, outside that, that's sort of took from the game. Newcastle, nothing really interesting from Newcastle at the moment. Um, I had target um, come off the bench to me, obviously conceded five goals. So it was pretty much just not having a player on the field. So, Um, but outside that, not really looking at anyone from Newcastle at the moment, maybe St. Max, uh, for their fixtures coming up, but outside of that, no one else. What about you, Damon?
1: Yeah, so for me, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> I actually really like Spurs at the moment. They've got some really, really great assets. Uh, they, as I said earlier, they're the team that I see finishing in fourth, um, uh, fourth on the table. They just look a class above um, at the moment. Uh, for me, Doherty is almost a must-have. He's one of the players that. Uh, I probably will be keeping – I'll probably be keeping all three of my Spurs assets right throughout uh, until Game Week 38. Uh, I've got Doherty, I've got Son, and I've, and I've got Kane. I don't think I'm moving on any three of them, even though they don't double yeah. um, in Game Week 33. Um, oh, and I don't believe they double at all, so, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have any any – uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they might have one coming up. It's just depending
0: on a few things. Uh, not it's locked in have, yet.
1: Um, hang on, no, sorry, they do double. I apologise. They double in 36, so they've got Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, but the rest of their games are all um, uh, are all uh, two, so they're like easy on the FDR. So they've got uh, Villa, Brighton, Brentford, Leicester. Then they double, Liverpool-Arsenal, and then they've got Burnley-Norwich to finish off. So I can imagine a world where Harry Kane or Son goes nuts in that last game, yeah. um, uh, especially, you know, being Norwich. So, yeah, uh, so I, as I said, like for me, uh, Doherty is a must-have, um, Son, Kane, they're the three for me. I think I'll end the season with those three on my side, as I said, and... Uh, be done with it. In terms of Newcastle, uh, I'm still keeping a few Newcastle players in my team, at least for the next uh, few. Uh, they've got uh, Wolves, then double Leicester Crystal Palace, and then Norwich. So after that, I think I'm going to get rid uh, because then they have Liverpool, uh, Man City, Arsenal to uh, finish up and then Burnley at the end. So I think we can happily get rid of uh, any remaining Norwich assets uh, after game week 30, oh, Norwich, sorry, um, Newcastle assets after uh, the Norwich game in game week 34 and sort of be done with them for the rest of the season. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, Target's probably the one that I I, I keep. Um, I've got Willick sort of sitting, sitting on the bench, um, not doing much, but I'll play him for the good fixtures and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it in terms of Newcastle. Um, any other final thoughts about them?
0: No, nah, not really. I sort of think, yeah, Spurs. It's um, speaking to Matt Day, who's our, our Spurs trooper, and um, he he said that you know keeping that triple captain to the last game week and maybe using it on mm. a Kane or a Son, he thinks is going to be a very underrated move. So, see, I think I think that's a good move as well. Um, um, Oh. But yeah, I might head on to the next game, which was uh, a little club in London called West Ham who <laughs> had a nice little 2-1 victory over Everton. I might get you to start on this, mate. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of your boys' performance?
1: So, now, look, it was a, an interesting game. Uh, like, Everton didn't really have a bark to them per se. Like, obviously, um, they got the red card uh, and that didn't help them. But, uh, you know, I've got to say, how good are the Irons? You know, how good is it to have Bowen back? Uh, you know, like, he's not in my team anymore, but, like, that that um, double-digit return, you know, coming off an injury, uh, you know, I ended up picking up Bowen in the draft for nothing. So I was really pleased about that. I think the planner dumped him. So, you <laughs> know, <laughs> it was on my bench for this week because so, I didn't think he'd actually start this week. I thought... Um, he'd be starting in the Europa game, but I uh, thought we might have may have rested him, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, played the game, no. scored. The real, no. the
0: real dagger in the heart will be in two weeks when uh, he hauls and uh, the <laughs> planner can just sit there and go, what?
1: what? <laughs> oh, that will be great. That will be great. All the stars are lining. Um, now look, for me, in terms of West Ham, Crestwell is definitely looking back to his best. Uh, he, you know, he's got a cracking free, free kick on him, uh, scored a crack of a goal over the weekend as all, uh, in the last game. Uh, uh, just a bit of news. If you've got Johnson in your team, he's injured. Um, so look to sort of, if he's bench fodder, then, you know, keep him, but like, I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. Um. Uh, look to Fredericks and Sufal who's come back from injury himself to sort of fill his void, I'd say Fredericks holds onto the spot um, until Souffal sort of at full fitness. Um, if for me, I would have one West Ham asset for the rest of the season. So for me, you're picking either Crespo, you're picking Bowen, uh, or even Antonio to a lesser extent. Um, yep. For me, like also... Ben Rama might be a shout. I know uh, Lanzini was in a, like, unfortunately, in a pretty bad car accident. I don't know how banged up he is, but um, I know Ben Rama's probably going to be starting if, if Lanzini um, is not fit to, to play. Mm-hmm. So if, I'm, if I was to put him in any sort of order, I'd have Cresswell as probably the man to target. Um, then Bowen, because uh, obviously Bowen returning from injury, uh, yep. And and then third, either Antoniun Rama as a, as par. So, I wouldn't have more than one player. Uh, and really, they're a, they're an X factor team in terms of having them in your team. There's not too many teams that are going to have West Ham assets um, into the lead up to the doubles. Uh, but we can do something. We ha- actually haven't got a bad run um, in the next few. So, for me. If, if you want, you grab one player, that one player for me is either Creswell or Bowen, if, if, if I was to put two names to it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I don't mind that. No, I think, what, in four weeks ago, Creswell hit another worldy free kick and mm. it just missed. Mm. So um,
1: he will play. He won't get rested during the no, season, he won't. really. No, no, yeah. no. He's, he, he's nailed. If he's if he's fit, he the, that's his position. That's, like, the only... Other, and as I think I have touched on this quite a while ago, the only player that can threaten his position is Masawaku, but Masawaku is a completely different player. Um, when, and again, we haven't really played five at the back for a while now. When we play five at the back, Creswell's still playing in the top, in the side. He's just playing a centre-back rather than on the wing. Um, so for me, you know, if, if we play four at the back, he's, he's as nailed as nailed can be. So he's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, no, very interesting. So I was sort of looking at him maybe for a two-week punt uh, for the Brentford-Burnley mm. uh, fixture double that are coming up. Um, might touch on Everton first. I uh, thought they were just very meh. They, mm. they didn't really offer a great deal. I sort of thought Richarlison probably stood out for me. Actually had some a couple of decent chances, just couldn't obviously get the finishing touch. Uh, but he did find, you know, the space and made those runs. So he had five shots, got... Uh, got the assist, um, you know, had two block shots of those five shots. So I think out of the assets from Everton, and obviously with how, I guess, slim uh, the pickings are for up front, outside, obviously Kane and maybe a fit Ronaldo, you know, it's it might be worth looking at him, obviously, if they're doubles as well. He might be someone worth looking at to get in because I think that Everton are going to have to score goals. They're not going to just, you know, win 1-0 um, to stay up I think they're going to have to fight relegation. They're going to have to score goals. And, you know, he he proved when he was away on international duty for Brazil that he can find the net and he does look in form. So just going to be interesting to see um, how their attack looks over the next few weeks because, say, for instance, if um, he scores next week, I could see a lot of people sort of getting on him. But outside Rich Ellison, no one really interests me from Everton. Uh, In terms of inter... uh, Sort of West Ham, Antonio actually looked quite lively. He had the three shots, three key passes. He actually looked really good. And I know I've spoken to you, Demo, early in the season where, yeah. you know, he was just on fire and then he hit that sort of mid- middle of the season run where he just looked real lethargic and tired and just didn't have that same sort of, uh, you know, uh, skip in his step. But the last two games, he's just, he's looked sort of like not, I guess, not early season Antonio, but on the way to early season Antonio. So, you know, I do like the picking at least one of sort of the three to four uh, assets from West Ham, especially because I don't think a lot of people will be looking towards West Ham on the run home. So I think there's a, a great opportunity to pick up a, a differential um, from your team, even though, you know, they are a smaller London club, but, you know, they still have some <laughs> decent assets. <laughs> um, we might get on to the Wolves and Aston Villa Um Wolves getting 2-1 victory, very painful for me because I had Saar and, you know, I thought, you know, from what I saw from the game, uh, Villa wasn't really offering too much going forward. I might touch on the incident, obviously, that um, got got the goal for Villa. I still don't know how they can say that that's a foul from Saar when he held his ground. He didn't go towards Watkins and then Watkins actually threw himself at Saar and took Saar out. And then somehow uh, Watkins uh, got the penalty. So, you know, I'm still confused. The broadcaster's confused. Twitter's confused. Um, But, you know, props anyone that kept Watkins, you know, got a pretty cheap goal towards the end there. But in terms of Wolves, I sort of thought opponents probably looked the best in attack. Uh, Had two shots, the big chance chance missed. Um, Probably looked like their best attacking outside. asset outside of obviously Johnny with his just a little bit of brilliance, he's an absolute worldy of a, a strike to get the goal. Um I sort of thought um Watkins probably came to life the second half, had a chance to grab an early early goal, but um, you know, just didn't have the finishing touch. Coutinho looked okay in the second half, had a couple of half chances, but it was just a game where there was a couple of moments but not really much happened and somehow he had three goals. So you know, for me, probably sticking with Sar for one more week, and then obviously I said about moving sideways to Schmeichel for um, their fixtures coming up. I don't really like any of their defensive assets. Johnny's probably looked better the last two weeks, and I know um, you're touched on Johnny because you did shout him out as a, a pick up mm. for next uh, for this week. So. I, yeah, not really interested in anyone. Uh, Top's of Villa. I've sort of got off Villa assets. I think they blink. Is it game week 33 or 34 that they blank? Um, uh,
1: who's that? Sorry? Villa. Uh, Villa. Uh, they're blanking
0: 33. Yeah, so Burnley, I've, yeah. I've got uh, got off the assets, and I probably won't go back for the rest of the season. It might possibly ponder a Villa asset in game week 37 for their double against Crystal Palace and Burnley, but outside that, I'm not really interested. What do you think, Demo?
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, like uh, as much as sort of wolves have been resurgent, uh, they blank two out of the next five games. Uh, there's and there's better options out there, you know. Johnny Johnny just keeps ticking over. Uh, I'm enjoying his run. Uh, I don't own him, but I do, I am enjoying his uh, little resurgence at the moment. Uh, for me, it's the same thing for Villa. You jump—I think you jump off Villa assets now. They—they blank in thirty-three. Their fixtures, other than Norwich, are bad. Uh, uh, same thing with you. The only really stand out for me is Watkins, but they're just a hard avoid, void. I think like with Wolves, with Villa, again at this sort of late stage of the year, you want to be jumping on teams on the on the up, um, and teams that you know potentially double and have good fixtures. You know, as I said with wolves, they blank two of the next five with Villa, they blank in 33 so you don't want to be having too many of um, these uh, players sort of in your team because especially if you don't have chips uh, because it's just it's too hard to remove them without taking massive hits. so yeah yeah, so for me it's cyaara to, to wolves and Villa, but um, yeah, so yeah that's basically where I'm at with them.
0: Yeah, now Villa on their day are a really good attacking side, mm. but they're just two hit and miss. There, one good performance, two bad performances, and yeah, it's just. Well,
1: look, yeah, I was, I was going to say Villa just they've, they've done enough. They've they're going to finish in they'll finish tenth or above in the, in, in the table uh, on the table sort of thing. So, um, I think they're sitting eleventh at the moment. Uh, they should, you know, they should pick up enough. Uh, enough points to sort of finish in that top half of the table. And I think that's sort of where they're at at the moment. Um, obviously, you know, they, they recruited Coutinho um, to, you know, obviously have a higher expectation, but I think that that might come next year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they'd be happy for top top 10 finish.
0: No, definitely. Well, we might move on to next picture, which is Leeds. Uh, one odd draw with Southampton. I might let you touch on this game first, mate.
1: Yeah, no no worries. So, um, so, and I know we're sort of going to touch on this later, but for me, you know, if Watford and Burnley and Norwich weren't that bad, Leeds would be going down. I think Leeds have just done enough to, to stay up. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, have been a huge result for them. Uh, and I think they just stay up, you know. Uh, in terms of assets, you know, I I did shout out sort of Harrison last week as uh, other than Rafinha, the standout player, scored over the, over the weekend. So he was, uh, again, he's, uh, he was good. But you, you're just not jumping on these assets at the moment. Like, uh, as I said earlier, for me, I'm keeping Rafinha for another week for this uh, for the Watford game coming up. And then I'm moving on for Madison, um, who, you know, yeah. who doubles, obviously leads blank in 33 as well. Um, so, you know, that's going to be my move for, for Leeds. And I think we just don't look at Leeds again for the rest of the season, uh, in terms of Southampton, Southampton's an interesting one. Um, I like Walker Peters and I like Ward Prowse for the running for game week 33 onwards. I think they, uh, they're looking quite good, uh, especially those two players, uh I don't know, I haven't actually written down here if they double at all, are they yeah, so they do um, so they've got yeah. they've got Chelsea, they've got Chelsea this week, so that's a, obviously a tough fixture for them. Then they double and they have um Arsenal Burnley, uh, which again's not the greatest of fixtures, but then they've got um Brighton Palace, Brentford. Liverpool in thirty seven, then less than thirty eight. Yeah, so that's tough, but that sort of stretch, a uh, stretch of four games. Um, even at the Arsenal game, I think they can pick something up from it. So again, they're one of these teams, like a West Ham, like um, some other uh, these teams. They're good to have one player from from that side because they're going to be differential, and they can pick up um, some points. So. Uh, yeah, as I said, I've sort of looked at uh, targeting either Walker-Peters or Ward-Prowse for that run-in um, just to see, who, you know, who fits the structure better um, in, your t- in your sides.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I sort of – I mean, a hard predicament because Brogers just look so underwhelming since I've got him in. I think I got him mm. in about eight weeks ago. So it's they do have good fixtures. I'm just, yeah, in a, in a hard spot whether to keep him or, you know, move him on for someone else. But – I sort of thought this game was very similar to um, the Wolves game and the Villa game. There just wasn't a lot happening. There was a couple of flashes from Harrison and, you know, one or two flashes from Rafinha. But there just wasn't anything really interesting to take out of the game and be like, you know, this person's a must-get. It was just like, yeah, some players played all right. Um, I sort of thought that Leeds probably had the better first half. Um uh, Harrison was probably their standout, um, probably created the most amount of attack for them. Uh, Southampton, you know, came to life the second half courtesy of award ward you know, absolute world-class free kick. He does that, you know, six or seven times a season. But even Brozier had one small chance. Uh, Ch- uh, she Adams, you know, had a couple of all right pieces of play. But, you know, I just nothing really excited me from either side. So, you know, I probably won't recommend getting people in, but maybe just a bit, a bit of a watch and wait on uh, Southampton just to see, um, obviously, a, a little bit bigger sample size for me. I yeah. uh, might get on to the Burnley-Man City game. Um, I sort of thought KDB was everywhere this game. He looked like um, he was actually popping up as a winger at a few times. Um they were kind of just giving the role to Stubroen wherever he wanted all over the field, which which is always good for fantasy because your player is always going to be getting on the ball. Um, he had the one shot, uh, four key passes, had 69 touches. So, you know, he's very much involved. Um, had a decent game, actually. And there it does beg uh, the question, it does bring it up, that are, are we relying too much on Salah as, the must-have player or is there an option to maybe move to KDB? So we'll talk about a bit about that later. But um, I think at the moment Sterling had an all right game, but, you know, I'm just not sure whether he's going to be starting every game. Mares is probably the best asset in the whole side, but just doesn't play regularly. Uh, Cancelo, you know, had a good game but didn't have like a, you know, a game that makes you go, geez, you know, he really made a difference, and you come close to scoring. Like he didn't really do too much; just had a good game. i um, still thinking he's probably the best defensive asset out of him and Laporte. Um, but outside that, I'm really just a, a wait and see. Um, see what happens in the Champions League because obviously there'll be rotation. So, but if I guess if they do want to target the league instead of focusing on the Champions League. Maybe Maris gets more game time, but, yeah, outside KDB and Cancelo, I think it's just a bit of a lottery at the moment. Um, and in terms of Burnley, didn't really like too much. What I saw didn't really sort of do too much. I think Brownhill had a couple of um, decent bits of play, but obviously didn't do too much. Uh, what do you think, Demo?
1: Yeah, so firstly, obviously touching on our bet, um, Brownhill doesn't look like anywhere near it at the moment, so just uh, you know, inching, inching closer, inching closer uh, to uh, a victory for me. So that's good. actually I forgot
0: about our uh, <laughs> forgot about that. So that'll be a reason why we're watching Everton and Burnley or on, uh, not.
1: On <laughs> oh yeah, so no, that, so that's good. I've still got hope there. But uh, so, yeah, so in terms of um, assets, um, I still like Pope. I've got Pope in my side at the moment. So I'm actually hoping for a, re- a pretty good result um, against Everton. I'm hoping for a clean sheet and be- horse going nuts. Um, if Veghorst is going to do anything, it's going to be in the next two or three game weeks uh, for me. Uh, like looking, looking at who he's going to go to play, He's got Norwich, then he's got Our Boys uh, and Southampton in the double. Wolves, Watford, Villa. So the next five game weeks um, aren't too bad for him. Obviously, there's still the Everton game to play as well. Um, so, okay. I don't know. He's If he's going to do anything, uh, it'll be in this sort of next stretch. Uh, In terms of Man City, like other than the ones that you've sort of mentioned, Cancelo's great, Um, KDB, Sterling, Gundo, they all looked amazing. Uh, They should, hasn't been confirmed yet, but they should have a double in game week 36. For me, um, you look to target Cancelo as your number one and one mid. So whoever, whatever mid fits your structure. Uh, To answer sort of what you said earlier about Salah, I wouldn't necessarily be getting rid of Salah for a Man City asset. I think their Man City assets are still quite volatile in terms of they're not consistent. Um, And it's not necessarily that they're not consistent themselves. Pep isn't consistent. So, you know, head-to-head, KDB is just just as good a player as uh, Salah. But uh the pep effect tells me that <laughs> I would rather Sala in my side uh yeah. than than uh K D B. And you know, like stats don't lie. Salah's the league goal scorer, he scored twenty goals. He's I think he's six ahead of the next best, and the next best is a Liverpool player. So it <laughs> it, it speaks you know it speaks volumes um of his quality too so and the Liverpool side itself. So um, yeah. As much as I like KDB Sterling, um, if I'm going to go for uh, a, a man City midfielder, it'll probably be one of the lesser uh, less in terms of expensive wise players just to have a man city player um, like a you know a Gundo or even a Mahrez or something like that. Um, yeah. I know I don't think Mahrez – did Mars play the last game? I'm not actually sure. Uh, I think um,
0: you might have came off the bench for one yeah, point, possibly.
1: so yeah, but, yeah, so, like, it's just it's just one of those things. Like, they're, they're, they're so hard to predict, you know. If if they weren't, every Man his dog would have three man, man City assets in their side. So, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's Man City. It's, you know, pepper all hit.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Well, we might get on to our next game, which is a Brighton and Norwich Um This game, I'm just not sure how Brighton didn't win this game. They had about a million shots. Um, Our favourite, the podcast's um, favourite, Argentinian uh, McAllister, had uh, seven shots but did not score a single goal. So he actually looked quality, just uh, didn't have the finishing touch. Kukurea had a good day out, had four key passes, 109 touches, uh, got the two BPS as well, so I always harp on about this. If your fullback's getting, you know, 80-plus touches, you know, there's a good chance that he's created enough to at least get BPS or he's going to be assisting. So I thought Brighton were the better team, probably should have won by a goal or two. Norwich didn't really offer a great deal going forward, just, um, you know, scrambled well in defense, blocked shots. Uh, goalkeeper had a decent game as well. So say to Penn. Uh, but, yeah, outside that, Nothing really stood out. Probably won't get any Brighton assets in there. Run home's not great. I think they might have one or two good games, but uh, too many hard fixtures um, for me. Uh, what did you think, Demo?
1: Yeah, for me, both Brighton and Norwich are avoids, hard avoids. Tim Krull played a great game, uh, scored 10 points. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that very often uh, <laughs> for the rest of the season, though, but... Uh, yeah, like I can't really say much about either side. Uh, I'm not going to have anyone from uh, from either side in in my uh, in my side uh, coming up, and there's not really anyone to talk about because I don't I uh, don't believe they double. I uh, could be wrong, but even no, if they do, no, they don't
0: double, but they yeah. run home. I think they've got Arsenal, Tottenham. No, they do double, but their doubles Tottenham, Man City. So you yeah. may as well just say so that they don't play a game yeah. that week.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so no, hard. It's, a, it's a harder boy for both sides.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have Southampton, but they've got Wolves, Manchester United, Leeds, West Ham, so not the greatest run home for them. Yeah. Um, I might move on to our next game, which is Liverpool, 2-0 Winter Watford. Um, I might quickly touch on them. Joder I thought, was actually probably the best uh, best player. Um, easily could have had two goals alongside with Thiago. I thought he was really good as well. Um, Jota had the six shots, one goal, uh, won the penalty. Gomez, uh, absolute worldie of a cross for, for Jota's goal, which would have been disappointing because that was Trent Alexander-Arnold's wing. Uh, he had the 96 touches, one chance created and one assist. So, you know, just disappointing thought Actually, if Trent did play, you know, he could have actually had a decent day out. Um, Thought Salah was quite underwhelming, had one or two half chances, but sort of didn't offer too much, um, which has obviously led to all this talk on Twitter with a couple of underwhelming games now for Salah that people are looking at shipping him out. Uh, What do you think, Demo?
1: Yeah, so for me, obviously, TAA should be back this week. Um, You know, like, uh, the question for me is how do you fit six Liverpool players into your side? Like. Uh they're just they're they're a class above. Um you know, I could easily sit here and say and have a side that has Robo, BBD, TAA, Sala, Jota. Even Allison to a certain extent. So like their their qualities, see I don't get to talk about Salah. Um he you know, for me he's not going anywhere in my side. i I'm gonna finish up I'm gonna finish up the season with Salah on my side. Um And, yeah, so, like, there's not really much else to say about Liverpool. They're good. They're very, very good. Um, (laughs) And in terms of Watford, it's just, for me, it's just the past, like, uh, over the I believe, was it, uh, Dennis didn't start of the weekend, did he?
0: No, he got bench, which, yeah. you know, their only recognisable asset outside of, obviously, Cucho Hernandez, Cucho Hernandez, was, and he didn't even play, so. No,
1: nah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the only player in their side that's scored over, I could be wrong, but scored over 100 points. I think he's the only one.
0: Yeah, no, nah, he definitely is the only one. I don't think anyone yeah. else has come close. No, nah. Josh King's probably the closest, but I don't think he scored any more than about seventy or eighty points. So
1: yeah, so there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Watford, but um, yeah, so for me again, Watford or another another one like like Brighton and, and Norwich, it's just a hard pass at the moment.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we might get onto our last game, which is Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Um, this is actually quite a shocking result. It probably went great for me because I was kind of just hoping that somehow Arsenal shat the bed. And, you know, Julie, they they delivered. And um, I sort of thought they were quite poor for the majority of the game. I sort of thought that just got played off the park by Crystal Palace. They just you – know, Arsenal going forward, they just couldn't connect passes. They just looked a bit frantic and rushed. Yeah. Um, I thought Palace actually looked, you know, they didn't do a great deal, but they did enough to sort of control the game and win. I thought Anderson had a decent game at the back uh, defensively. He also got the two assists. And one of those assists was from an absolute uh, sort of knife cutting pass from halfway that found, uh, I think it might've been uh, Zaha or Mateta. I'm not hundred percent sure which one um, for the goal. So, you know, he just he just had a good day out. His second, I think, his second assist come from a header, or back across goal for um, one of the players to score. But I sort of thought um, Mateta actually looked really good. He's actually looked quite good recently, and he's keeping uh, Edouard out of the side. So I think if people are targeting Crystal Palace assets, because I know they do have some uh, decent fixtures coming up, so. They've got uh, Leicester, Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton, Watford, then a double of Villa and Everton, and then a game against Man United to finish the season. So they actually do have some decent, uh, decent uh, fixtures, and I think you could probably look at w- at least one asset from a Palace, and it's probably going to be Mata, Zaha, maybe Gallagher if Gallagher sort of plays a bit more forward. You could even throw Anderson in there because he's you know had a couple of decent games, but. Outside of that, I just thought Arsenal were quite poor. Martinelli started on the bench, which uh, muttered my team, come on for to do absolutely nothing. Uh, Saka had a quiet game. Um, yeah, Odegaard was probably the closest to getting a return, but, you know, his finishing was, wasn't was great. Um, but outside of that, I sort of, yeah, just thought it was one of those games where not a lot happened, but for some reason there were still three goals scored and Palace took three points. What did you think, Damon?
1: Yeah, so I agree with you in terms of having one Palace asset. Uh, like for me, you know, I actually do like Waiter. I think he's a great uh, goalkeeper. Uh, unfortunately for Palace, it's just they, they don't double. Um, so I'm sort of probably going to look to – I don't have any at Palace assets, but um, probably look to moving them on. Um, if, again, uh, if you keep one, that's fine. If you've still got Gallagher – um, he's fine. Uh, Za I actually liked the look of Zaha back in, in in this game. Uh, he he shows glimpses, and uh, I think he's sort of back in a little bit of form. Uh, in terms of Arsenal, it, again, it was a really surprising result. Um, I think Arsenal that that they have the games in hand to turn the seat, you know to turn this result around. Um their Tierney injury hurts, but we know he's sort of injury prone. Uh look to Tavares to take the opportunity at 4.3. Uh definitely if if uh Tierney is out for a little while. Uh last time he was injured for quite a while, Tavares just he made that spot his own. So definitely look to him. He's one to watch. Uh, other than that, you know, Ramsdale's good, White is good. Um, I still think Saka's good, and I still think Lacazette is good. So I would be probably targeting those four players in this sort of stretch. Uh, they've got a point to prove, and if they don't if they don't um, come out and uh, play the next game with uh, a bit of enthusiasm, there's, uh, you know, there's no point sort of thing. They've got Brighton up next, Um uh, you know, they, they, it's going to be a statement game for them because you know they got Brighton, then they've got the double in Southampton and Chelsea. So, uh, you know, I mean, like they, I think they can eke out some results, uh, and they're going to be there or thereabouts in terms of top four, if not fifth. So, yeah, so that's uh, that, that's uh, my take in terms of that uh, in terms of Arsenal and Palace.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think um,
1: obviously Saka is going
0: to be probably the the mostly owned Most alongside Ramsdale. But yeah, I sort of at, I've got Martinelli at the moment. I sort of just you know at his price point, I had him in there sort of just to save a bit of coin. But um, mm. yeah, might look to uh, either upgrade him or just see depending on what they do with him whether they play him because I they did think... look a lot better when he come on. But
1: mm. yeah, I can honestly see Saka as a bit of a maverick uh, captain shout this week. Playing, uh, uh, playing Brighton. Uh, As I said, they've they've got a point to prove, and if they don't do anything now, um, then you know they're not going to do anything. Obviously, so. um, But yeah, so I I do think they can get a result um, uh, against Brighton. I think Sack is the man to to lead that uh, that resurgence. Now, I was just
0: having a look at uh, Mateta from uh, Crystal Palace sort of as, I guess, a Brogier downgrade. He's only worth 5.2, and his last sort of few games, he had six points against Arsenal, uh, two points against City, nine points against Wolves, one point against Burnley, seven against Watford. So, you know, he's in a bit of form at the moment. So, you know, I think he might be one to look at just as sort of a, a bit of a bench fodder and just playing in these decent fixtures. I think it might be worth looking at. That might be actually a sneaky play I'm going to put on uh, players to watch. Um, Well, we might get on to our next segment, which is shit the bed. Uh, For me this week, it was Chelsea. I just thought, you know, they were just poor all over the park. Their midfield, you know, they had a couple of chances, but I just thought that they were very underwhelming. What about you?
1: Yeah, so... If uh, you hear my dog in the background singing the song of her people, I apologise about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, for me, it's Arsenal. So uh, he, Arsenal had the option to cement that sort of top four spot. Um, I think they obviously they missed that. They've got two more opportunities. The ball's in their court. Uh, top, you know, Tottenham's there. If they want to, uh, if they want to reach that Champions League spot, they're going to have to play out of the skins.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I sort of thought um, that dog in the background was that TV ad where it barks out the the ad. So
1: wasn't <laughs> sure. That's <laughs> nah, um, my little <laughs> <laughs> mutt.
0: Um, might get onto our differentials. Um, so this week I had Sancho, which obviously I wasn't going to be certain that uh Man United would shit the bed like they did. So you know, he still had a couple of chances there, and I'm actually going to double down on him as a differential for this week. So. I, I did say last week to, you know, get him in for the next couple of fixtures. So, you know, it'd be rude of me not to double down on Sancho this week as a bit of a differential. Uh, what about you, Damo?
1: Yeah, so for me, I said last week he can't go past Pope. Um, that still may be the case because, uh, obviously, they've still got a, a game to play. Uh, I wasn't expecting much from the Man City game, but uh, obviously looking towards the Everton game. Uh, for me in game week 32 uh, i can't look past big horse at Nor- playing norwich uh, i also feel like target could probably do something this week uh, with uh against wolves so for me it's big horse and, and target are the two um differentials for for mine
0: no, I like it, mate. Uh, we might get onto plays to watch. I've sort of got Richarlison there, and I actually just might put down my tater as well from Crystal Palace. I think Richarlison, you know, their fixtures coming up, they got Man United, but the way, you know, we defend at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up snagging a goal against us. But I think, um, it might be an all right game to have a look at him uh, against us just to see whether he continues his form, whether he looks good or looks bad. And then obviously for the the next week fixture, I think they play uh, Leicester. So then if he did look good, you might be able to take a bit of a pun on him and then probably hold him for their doubles. But, you know, if, I think Matata, um, likewise with Richarlison, you got Leicester this week, so not a bad fixture for them. Have another look at him, see what he looks like. And then obviously... If you like him, get him in. You've got Newcastle, Leeds and Southampton and Watford heading into their double against Filler and Everton. So, you know, a couple of really good fixtures of Palace there so you can have a sort of a, a bit of a look, a bit of a sample size and then, you know, decide what you want to do with him. Uh, well, we might get on to a few topics that I sort of put down for us to talk about. So, you know, we spoke a bit earlier about Salah. Is he expendable? Um, for me... I did ponder the idea, and by pondering it was just a bit of a thought, but, you know, I just don't think that I could uh, go the season without him because, you know, any given day he can turn it on and score two or three goals. Um, I think the, the captain seller, I think that's expendable. I actually think that uh, for the run home, I think it's going to come down to what captains you pick, and I think there actually are a few decent options for each game week where, you you don't have to captain Salah, and I don't think he's the best option each week. So, I think that's where you're going to get your your rank gains from. Instead of getting him out altogether, I think actually just picking the right captain, I think, is going to be the the best um, best strategy. What did you think, Demo?
1: Yeah. Before I touch on that, I will say that my player to watch was uh, Bowen for this week. So, oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. I nah, that's up. all right. I thought I would interrupt you. West Ham player, anyway, uh, mate. So it doesn't really matter. It's Playing Brentford and Burnley, um, I think we can um, get something out of that, and yeah, so that was that. that that's mine for uh, this week. But in terms of Salah being expensive, I don't think he's expensive at all. I think he's uh, a solid, a solid as solid can be. Like I know he hasn't had the best best run la- lately, but um, you know he, the, the man's capable of uh, you know scoring double digit returns on a whim. So it's the reason we pay the big buck for him. It's the reason why we captain him. So, uh, yeah, uh, looking at Salah's run, again, there's no, there's no hard team. There's no hard team. So there's no hard games for Liverpool. Like, they're just not. Like, they're playing Man City this week. It, you know, it could be a 3-3 draw. It could be a, you know, a 4-3 win. And... You know, I, I think there's goals there's goals in that game. And if there's goals yeah. in that game, Salah's going to be in the goals. So, um, and then again, you know, like then you look at next one, Man United. Oh, they only beat us. What was it? And only 4-0 or something. Five years. <laughs> you know, sure. but, you know, Man United's not a tough fixture for them. Like might be for us, not for them. Uh, <laughs> you know, then Everton, Newcastle. In a Tottenham might be a, an interesting game, but they double with Tottenham and Villa, I believe. It, there's no hard fixtures for them. So, you know, is is uh, like the best captain for next week? Probably not. Um, but is he say the safest captain? More than likely. <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, uh, other than the uh, Son and Kane who have Villa, um, he's the safest captain that you could have. So, yeah, like I, I don't believe he's expendable at all. And I think if you're a, a you're, I won't say if you're serious about challenging because it's you know end <laughs> in the season, but I think you need Salah. I think you need Salah. I think that's the that's the answer there.
0: No, hundred percent. Um, well, next question. Uh, see, I actually might just touch on Liverpool. Actually, I just I just think that. When we're talking we'll talk about who we think are going to win the Premier League, mm. I actually think they might be in a little bit of trouble. I just think City okay. just look better. They just have the depth. I just think Salah isn't playing his best self, and, you know, that that's very um, understandable because he, he has probably played about 50 million games this season. But mm. I just think that City at the moment, you know, if they really want to take this title... They start KDB, start Mares. You know they just they have a lot of strike power in in good form at the moment. Whereas I feel like Firmino hasn't been in his greatest form. Mane is hit and miss. Jota looked really good, but can go missing as well and just doesn't have the finishing touch. And then obviously Salah, a little bit underwhelming, but obviously is world class as well. So I think it's going to go right down to the wire, and it's going to obviously depend on who wins this game coming up, but. I, just, I think
1: I think who wins this game wins the wins the the Premier League. I think that's yeah, one hundred
0: percent. But I just think I am just backing City. Mm. Um, just I just think that they look better because even when they haven't looked great, they still still win, and there is not a lot of issues for them defensively. Whereas when Liverpool don't play great, you know they they leave themselves open to sort of goals. But yeah, that could be just a little bit of my dislike for Liverpool shining through. <laughs> I see, just um think City just looked better side uh, better side for me.
1: See, this is the way I look at it and I, I if you're gonna look at it from a fantasy lens, yeah. And I know you know it's got nothing to do with fantasy in terms of who's gonna win the who's gonna win the 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 title, but I've got three Liverpool players in my side, and as I said earlier, I could have up to if I could, I'd have up to six Liverpool players. I can't say the same thing as it's about City. So for me, um, I think Liverpool win it. And I think Liverpool uh just run away with it and um do and, and win the and win the Premier League. So they've just got quality players all round. Like again, I think City can be a little bit of hidden hit and miss at times and I think um yeah, it's it's just that uh, I won't say Peperolette has an influence on the way City play, but uh, a team that is balanced and n- essentially nailed, for me, is a better side than a team that's erratic. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably leaning towards Liverpool rather than Man City personally.
0: No, that's fair. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a big two weeks for Liverpool because they do have mm. both Manchester clubs, so... You know, obviously ours is going to probably <laughs> give them less issues, but I think uh, they're going to want to take three points in both of those games. Mm. Uh, I might get on to our next sort of topic uh, was what is the best week for a free hit? Um, I was just having a quick look at the fixtures coming up. I actually think game week 33 yep. is the best week because you get, get your Smykel in shit, your goalkeeper, then you can target um, like West Ham players against Burnley like because you're not going to want them all season. So I think it's a great week to maybe go an Antonio or a Bowen or a Creswell and a Bowen. And then obviously Spurs have Brighton as well. So you can only do a triple triple up for Spurs as well. And then Leicester, I don't know, Leicester, sorry, Newcastle have the double against Leicester and Crystal Palace. So you can even throw one of their players in. And then United have the double with Norwich and Liverpool. And obviously Liverpool is going to be a bit harder, but... You know, Man United against Norwich. You know, I I can see goals there, so you could even double up on United assets. So I just think it's a it's a good all round week to double up on players and triple up on certain players. So I think that actually is the best week for free hits. I know a lot of people are looking at a free hit in thirty six, but I actually think mm. this is the better week for me. What do I, you think, Damon?
1: Yeah, I think the same thing. I think you You still got your free hit. Your free hit in thirty three with an eye to build a uh if you've got uh either the bench boost or triple captain um that you build a team a doubles team for thirty six and then use uh your bench boost or you use your triple captain in thirty six. So I think um free heat in thirty three, build your team towards thirty six and then use uh your other your other chips.
0: Yeah, no definitely. And also, I think even at 33, there's a cheeky little shout for a sort of Ericsson or a, a Tony against Watford as well. I think it's a nice little uh, fixture for them. Um, well, we might get on to a couple of predictions. So we've got the EPL winner, top four, top goal scorer and relegation. So EPL winner, I think Man City might just edge it out. Uh, top four, I think, uh, obviously... City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and I actually think Spurs is going to be the fourth place. As much as Matt Day is going to kill me for jinxing them, <laughs> I actually think that they're going to finish top four. I just think that they're playing the better football out of the sides that are vying for the thing. Obviously, with West Ham, they still have Europe. Uh, Arsenal just a little bit inconsistent at the moment. I just think that out of those sides, the Spurs seem to be the better side at the moment. I've, I, I can still see United if they get you know get their shit together, we could push spurs but yeah i think the most realistic um prediction would be spurs to finish in that top four in relegation i actually think Everton are going to get relegated i think that um just with uh their fixtures coming home i just think yeah it's just um not going to be uh not going to be great (laughs) yeah so those are my predictions mate uh what about you
1: yeah so for me, as I've sort of alluded on earlier, I think Liverpool I win it. Uh, I think my top fours would be Liverpool Man City Chelsea, and I also agree with you. I think Tottenham uh, get that fourth spot. Uh, further on, I think Arsenal hold on to fifth and then it'll be a battle between us and you guys for sixth and seventh you I think you may just pinch it, but it'll be a it'll be great if we can hold on to that sixth spot. Uh, just to sort of piss you off even further, so uh, that that that'll be interesting. Um, in terms of, uh, and I don't know if you've touched on this. I don't believe you touched on this yet. But top goal scorer, I think we're both in agreement. It's Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I think he's six, yeah, six goals ahead. Yeah, he's six yeah. goals ahead, and I think the next best is Yota uh, and uh, Son, and they're you know six six goals behind. I just don't think they can catch up. Uh, no, in terms so
0: agree of that.
1: Yeah, and in terms of relegation, um, I think it actually just stays as is. Um, uh with Watford, Burnley and Norwich going down. I think Leeds have done just enough to stay up. I think Newcastle stay up now. Uh Brentford's completely safe, I think. Um because they're eleven points ahead of uh Watford. So uh, he, I know, I know what you're saying about Everton being dragged into it. I think Everton, because Everton had those games in hand, um, they've got the two games in hand over Watford. I think they just stay up with the skin of their teeth, and um, uh, Norwich and Burnley absolutely go down, and I, I reckon Watford is going to join them. I
0: actually think um Burnley are gonna be safe. <laughs> I actually think Burnley are gonna be safe and Everton are gonna oh, be really good. Oh
1: that's that's <laughs> that's a hard look look they are both they're both on twenty-eight um played. So and Burnley are four they're four points back from Everton and goal difference is basically negligible. negligible. Like Everton actually have a one goal worse um, uh, goal difference they were on minus nineteen to minus eighteen. So you, you actually may be <laughs> right if if Burnley can uh, actually. Funnily enough, it really. Uh, this game on I don't even know when they play. Is it is it tomorrow or is it the next day? Uh,
0: Friday,
1: uh, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's Friday. Uh, i, was, uh, I was, uh, Thursday morning. So yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, if um. I think it's a relegation game. It really is. Like, I actually didn't even think um, to look. Uh, I thought, uh, what's it called? Um, Everton had that few games in hand, but now Burnley have got games in hand as well. So, yeah, I
0: mean, they've it, got it, two doubles to finish the season, or three. Yeah, doubles to if, finish if the Burnley, season,
1: so. if Burnley can win this game, which I'm expecting them to, uh, Everton's only a point uh, in front of Burnley, so you actually might be right. Yeah,
0: Burnley (laughs) just do it every year. Like they kind of look real bad, and they just somehow just yeah go on a run and
1: yeah. So So, yeah, so well, we 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 we're both in agreement that Norwich are going down. Um, Yeah, I'm not. Now I'm not so sure. you <laughs> got me. Mate, it's a tape,
0: but um, and Brownhill's gonna be the one that uh, keeps uh, the goals. Of course, uh, on <laughs> the, the last day of the season, for me to get my delicious steak, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, wine yeah, and yeah. dine from you, mate.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, and also I didn't touch on um the highest scoring asset. I think for the rest of the season, from obviously now to the end of the season, I actually want to go mm. with Madison. I think Madison is.
1: Yeah, I actually don't even
0: know. Um, I sort of I was just having to think then, like, it would be easy just for me to go the cliche, oh, it's going to be KDB or Salah, but I actually think Madison's I, going to get a couple of or th- even three double-digit returns, and I think that's going to be uh, enough for him to sort of hold on.
1: I'm going to go Son. I'm gonna, yeah, it's fair. I'm, I'm going to go Son um, as my option. Uh, yep. yeah, I just, I can't, can't really even talk about anyone else. <laughs> 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 that'll come, that'll come close. Cause like, you know, you, you're looking at Madison, you're looking at Salah, you're looking at Son. Uh, but then other than that, like there's, there's not too many more. Like have habits maybe, but I don't think he, I don't think he, um, uh, yeah, What's it called? He doesn't
0: um, ha- get enough points, but yes, yeah, it's, yeah I, I'm, I, I'll go, I'm, I'd go, son, I'd go, son. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I know I, d- I didn't speak to you earlier, but I was sort of just gonna talk. Usually, we do like a bit of a guest question or a guest quiz, but um, mm. just gonna bring up obviously just something random. Um, I took my son to the library today, and um, I'm just maybe thinking just the random stuff kids do. We got to the library, and the first thing he wanted to do was go uh sort of book out a book about pooing so it's like a poo book you know? <laughs> oh it's just like every book in the library and it's just got to be one about farting or pooing like i think you've got three <laughs> soccer books and then one book was about pooing and farting so i'm not sure like, is, whether that, is, that's that's and every every sort of boy thing or whether it's, it's just yeah he's just an absolute boy weirdo.
1: thing and obviously being a teacher it actually doesn't get any better like <laughs> um, because then, like, I, I've got certain kids that uh, have moved on to books about bums. So, like, you know, what bummer saw is this, and uh, oh, there's a few Andy Griffiths books that he writes. Uh, I quite like Andy Griffiths as an author, and a um, few books that he writes about bums and things like that. So, yeah, I, I, I just I don't think it gets any better for you, and unfortunately, <laughs> you, you, you've got two, uh, two two little tackers too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to be um, in the literary world of um, Bum's Poo and uh, everything in between, I think, for the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think it was just more the look on the face of the librarian when he was talking about the book (laughs) and she's looking at me like, what do you do at home? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not a part of
1: this.
0: (laughs) I'm just here for for the ride. Uh, Uh, Yeah. We might get into our plans for uh, this game week coming up. So at the moment, I'm probably looking at maybe rolling the transfer just because I do want to get Smichael in for week 33 and possibly uh, someone else might even look at maybe just a a bit of a putt on Creswell, I'm not sure yet. But at the moment, I'm not making any transfers. What about you, Damo?
1: Yeah, so for me, I, as I've said, um, I'm trying to build a team, a double game week team for game week 36, so for me it's a simple move from Cash who blanks and uh, their fixtures aren't looking great, so I'm going to be moving Cash on for white. Uh, Again, I I said I I do think that Arsenal will turn it around. Um, They they have the two double game weeks, I believe. I've just closed it, but I believe they've got the two double game weeks in – 33 then 36 um, yeah. and yeah for me I'm sort of building a team that uh, like I'm trying to get players in now that do double in 33 but also double in 36 uh, to make it easier for myself and then obviously once the game with 33 passes um, I'll be you know obviously trying to grab a few more players and uh, then um, as I said all along uh, bench boosting in 36 so yeah, so for me, it's just a it's a simple uh, cash to white, and um, yeah, that's that's me done.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have a bit of a predicament to pick which play to start over Ken Siller or Trent. So, um, can you yeah. not play both? I can, but I just don't like investing two defenders that are going to be squaring off against each other where I think there's going to be goals. Yeah, um, but see,
1: see, on the counter to this, they're two attacking defenders, and regardless of who you're going to bench, you're probably going to make the wrong decision. Because <laughs> at the moment,
0: um, at the moment, I've got obviously Sarr Goals. I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Thiago Silva, Doherty. So Silva has Southampton, Doherty has Villa. Then I've got Kulicheski, who's got Villa. Then Salah. Uh, Martinelli, who has Brighton, Sancho, who has Everton, Madison, who has Crystal Palace, Tony, who has West Ham, and Ronaldo, who has Everton. So, you know, Cancelo could come in for, you know, Tony or I would, Ronaldo, I guess.
1: Yeah, nah, see, I I, I wouldn't bench them. Uh, I would probably bench Martinelli. Um, yeah. And because I think this week is probably more likely that one of cancelo or TAA have an attacking return over Martinelli, just given the Martinelli's form. But you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, it's just it probably will come down to Trent's
0: uh, availability, whether he does play, yeah, and then correct, obviously Ronaldo. There's like there was it's so vague if Ronaldo. It just said um, then the latest thing I've seen is he was unwell.
1: Yeah, see, but I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> like. Act and I can't remember how much Ronaldo is, but he's expensive. I wouldn't be benching a you know 12, 12 million plus player, like, the, the, you may as well not have many side for, for mine. I yeah, no, you know what I, I mean. Like, like I got, got him in for
0: this runner fixture, so I could, yeah. I've got plenty of money in the bank, so I could easily have go you to got Kane?
1: Him? Yeah, I was gonna say, no. if you've got you know, um, yes, yeah, so if, if you if you're thinking of benching Ronaldo. I'd actually swap into Kane and um, bench someone else. So because there's yeah, no point having like, that much money. The only issue the is I
0: sort of um, got Renato in for obviously the fixture just gone and then for Everton yeah, and then for no, the double. And then I'm sort of going to pivot Renato to Kane for the rest of the season, just yeah, yep, reliant yep, yep, yep. on obviously um, their fixtures and stuff. But, yeah, no. So there are a few decisions to be made. to have a look deeper into the week, but... Yeah, that's about it for me. But um, that wraps up our pod this week. It was a nice sort of, I guess, not a quick pod, but just sort of it was just <laughs> it's never a quick <laughs> pod. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to to catch all of our uh, our stuff, head over to FPL underscore amateurs underscore Oz on Twitter. And for all of Damo's FPL West Ham, um, possibly his. Tears when they finish seventh. Uh, head over <laughs> to FPL West Ham. That's uh, right. We're, stuff, we're
1: winning. We're winning Europa. It's all good,
0: <laughs> <laughs> mate. I'll be. I'll be absolutely backing his mate. So, <laughs> I um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any grievances towards FPL West yeah. Ham. Uh, sorry, West Ham, <laughs> um, and not yourself either. <laughs> nah, all good, mate. All good. Man. All good. Uh, to listen to our podcast, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes, and leave a five star review. Helps us sort of get. Uh, get more eyes on our pod, get more ears listening to our pod, and hopefully someone out there that hasn't listened to our pod might enjoy us just talking shit for about an hour, hour 20, usually on average, hour and a half. So, mm. um, yeah, they might enjoy it. They might not, but, you know, at least uh, that's one more listen we'll get. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good luck for the rest of this week, mate. I hope uh, brand Hill does haul on Friday, and then we can obviously start the pod next week
1: with a bit of good news. <laughs> Nah, see you later. Good luck to everyone. Mm -hmm. See you later. Good luck, Mm everybody.